Hey everybody, welcome to 2ZQ Hot Takes, where we discuss issues both big and small. I am your host, the very handsome Tim Kirk, and today I'll be talking about the Dutch proverb, we grow too soon old and too late smart. Did you ever have a moment when you had a sudden realization and thought, oh yeah, that could be why that particular person looks at me like they need to keep sharp objects out of view? Or they look at me and click their tongue and roll their eyes whenever I say anything because they believe I am purposefully untruthful or whatever it could be. Like an experience where everything is working against you, showing you in the least flattering light and it is not what it seems to be. And you will never win or overcome their perception. There is also the slim chance that you did, in fact, make a terrible error in judgment and might have been just once and boy, oh boy, is it a doozy. Stands out like a sore thumb. And that is what you will be attached to in people's memories forever. So, when other people are a bit wary, or give you their version of how some drama which affected multiple people played out. It isn't exactly a comprehensive recollection. And you think that the actual story or actual truth may not have been flattering to them. And you hear a few other versions which may or may not be closer to the objective truth, and you might wonder. Then you think back on other occasions when they've told you about things that didn't quite make crystal clear sense, and you think, wait a minute. Oh, technically what they say did happen. Yes, they did enter a specific building on a specific date, and things took place, but not like the way they said it did, and for different disturbing reasons like perhaps a confrontation that escalated into an ugly scene or strong differences of opinion about who quit what when or the sequence of events has been heavily edited. Maybe they are in denial. Maybe they feel shame. Maybe they were under the influence and they forgot or they were unaware of the consequences of their actions. Maybe you did the same. Maybe I did the same. I hate when I get sudden flashes of cringeworthy memories about things that I did that I somehow managed to bury deep within my psyche. I am not alone, and I am hardly innocent. I started reading Carl Jung in the 80s. Yeah, I was a barrel of laughs. I quote, The shadow is a moral problem that challenges the whole ego personality, for no one can become conscious of the shadow without considerable moral effort. To become conscious of it involves recognizing the dark aspects of the personality as present and real. This act is the essential condition for any kind of self-knowledge. Hmm. Well, that was from Carl Jung in 1951. I have been reading a bit about narcissism and current high-profile public figures recently. People who don't like to ask for forgiveness. This seems to apply. When one desperately tries to be good and wonderful and perfect, then all the more the shadow develops a definite will to be black and evil and destructive. People cannot see that. They are always striving to be marvelous. And then they discover that terrible destructive things happen which they cannot understand. And they either deny that such facts have anything to do with them, or if they admit them, 
they take them for natural afflictions or they try to minimize them and shift the responsibility elsewhere. The fact is that if one tries beyond one's capacity to be perfect, the shadow descends into hell and becomes the devil. And that was from Visions, Notes of the Seminar, given in 1930 to 1934. He also said, if you imagine someone who is brave enough to withdraw all his projections, then you get an individual who is conscious of a pretty thick shadow. Such a man has saddled himself with new problems and conflicts. He has become a serious problem to himself, and he is now unable to say that they do this or that. They are wrong, and they must be fought against. Such a man knows that whatever is wrong in the world is in himself. And if he only learns to deal with his own shadow, he has done something real for the world. He has succeeded in shouldering at least an infinitesimal part of the gigantic, unsolved social problems of our day. Every party has a pooper. That's why we invited you. Party pooper. We do get caught up in detrimental thinking and actions to various degrees, and they manifest as everything from minor slights to unforgivable insults to emotional or substance abuse or criminal issues or cruelty or self-determined hubris. It can be a lot of things. We tend to gloss over or whitewash our errors of judgment because we all like to either believe that we are aware or we really, really do go into immediate deep denial about our worst traits, the least pleasant aspects of our true selves. Of awareness. Ha! I compare it to, in some ways, the researched causes of substance abuse in the LGBT community, and so much of it stems from a wide range of instances from childhood trauma to self esteem to a reaction of being rejected when coming out and other incessant, ongoing difficulties, violence included, not to mention other adult issues like gambling, debt, relationships, work frustrations, libido, and things like. Neglect of many areas of your life, from asset management and maintenance and personal hygiene to diet and exercise, you name it. Self-indulgence and gluttony, just those two alone. Oh, man. Realize that other people are glossing over the reality they dislike like you do, you did. And the objective truth becomes obscured when pursuing objectives. Or even ignoring an objective you should be pursuing out of sheer sloth. We kid ourselves. We forgive ourselves. We rationalize. Sometimes you look back and think, somewhat charitably of yourself, well, that wasn't in my best interest, or that didn't make much sense, or what was I thinking? And you are not alone. Many people make life choices and don't realize that they are also unwittingly engaging in thought processes and actions they do not question because they are concomitant with their individual pursuits. They exist side by side on the mental periphery, and they never question those actions or they accepted the rather unconscious application of behavior that might seem a bit irrational, one might say. As if it just came with the territory, and one just didn't subject that to any scrutiny. Let it pass and kept going. Unfortunately, for a good many of us, by the time we realize that we are being unreasonable or that we had been unaware of the effect of our actions, and which they had on others, it becomes the one thing you are associated with by people you had not considered. It happens to a lot of us. As I've spoken on other podcasts, the LGBT community in general, the trans and bear subcultures in particular, 
are particularly vulnerable to substance abuse issues, and the community itself faces a much higher rate than the general population for a wide variety of reasons. And quite tragically, we suffer from a very high rate of suicide due to these issues. When we come to terms with our demons, we often have the sudden awakenings to a few events we facilitated or took part in that cause us to shudder with regret, remorse, and anxiety. Some people live with severe PTSD. Others wallow in a demimond of depravity. The thing is, most of the people who come to grips with their demons would prefer not to dwell on them and somehow, however possible, make emotional and personal progress to a better goal of mind and body. Another Carl Jung quote. Projection is one of the commonest psychic phenomena. Everything that is unconscious in ourselves, we discover in our neighbor, and we treat him accordingly. That was from Archaic Man. I personally like to kid myself and say that the people who think of me in harsh, unforgiving terms have all faded away into the ether, have died from their own actions. And I'm fairly confident of that to what might be a disturbing degree for a lot of clean living folks. <laughs> uh, or they have completely forgotten about my trespasses. Hopefully they have forgiven them, but people are people, and again, I am hardly innocent. And as atrocious as these experiences are, when they happen to other people, they make me laugh the hardest and loudest. Because if it doesn't happen to you, it is screamingly funny. It's what I think makes me laugh at Larry David as his fictional self on Curb Your Enthusiasm, George Costanza on Seinfeld, and most of the unforgettable characters on classic brick toms like Basil Fawlty of Fawlty Towers, Edmund Blackadder from Blackadder, Adina Monsoon of Absolutely Fabulous, Rick from The Young Ones, or Hyacinth Bouquet from Keeping Up Appearances. Basically, anybody you would hate being trapped in an elevator with. Another quote from Carl Jung. Unfortunately, there can be no doubt that man is, on the whole, less good than he imagines himself or wants to be. Everyone carries a shadow. And the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it is. If an inferiority is conscious, one always has the chance to correct it. Furthermore, it is constantly in contact with other interests, so that it is continually subjected to modifications. But if it is repressed and isolated from consciousness, it never gets corrected. And he wrote that in Psychology and Religion in 1938. And my response is, oh, ha, 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 Carl Jung. <laughs> so, what can we learn from these examples and writings? One, give me a break. Two, that's all your fault. Three, other people's mental landscapes are emotional roller coasters. Four, no good deed goes unpunished. Five, there is a reason a lot of us see a therapist and are on meds. Six, let's all just count to ten and remember the Dutch proverb. We grow too soon old and too late smart. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And as the kitties say, peace out.